When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Great form by you hitting play on this podcast. Now, check out Same Racer, the brand new racing app for same race multi-tips. Same Racer. Download from the App Store and Google Play. Powered by Bluebet. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. How much time till we're on? I'm ready. Good evening. I'm Ron Burgundy. Here's what's going on in your world tonight. Kia didn't just make an eight-seat family car. They made a grand utility vehicle. Kia Carnival GUV. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats. Yeah, welcome to the show. Massive Tuesday with Sport. Uh, but uh, coming a little bit loud there. Very excited, I? Gary. Yes. Uh, but if you're the lover of Australian cricket, Australia in the third one day, which is currently on at the moment, the second rain delay. And Australia dominating at the moment, two for 290 with both David Warner and also Travis Head, who's taken over Aaron Finch's role at the top of the order. Both scored centuries. Head made 152. They they actually went out in the same over. So, yeah, um, look, if if the rain delays much further, um, England will be on the Duckworth-Lewis system. What, we're two for 290? Yep. I'll need to make um, 37 runs off 15 overs. So. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows what will happen? Uh, welcome to all the listeners well. through the Super Radio Network, uh, SEN 1170 in Sydney, SEN 1620 on the Gold Coast, and SEN Track, and, of course, the SEN app as well, and we're live in Brisbane on SENQ, 6.93am in, in Canberra on 13.23am. Are you Terry Campese? I heard today my wife was telling me he's doing a bit of work for us as well. Yeah. Good man, Terry Campese. Yeah, yeah. He's got a crust pizza. What is he, that? He likes it. No, he's got one. He owns one. A pizza. One of the franchises. A store. Yeah, okay. It's a store. Oh, beauty. Yeah. Make sure you get involved anytime on the show, as you do each and every night, 0457 736 736. Or give us a call like Glenn the Reality King does or Danger, 1300 01 No, don't give us a call like Glenn does. And TikTok as well, Badge Sats SEN. Uh, yeah, as we said, Australia dominating at the moment. There is rain delay, 42.2 overs, still uh, still seven and a bit overs to go, and at 292 badge, at one stage they look like getting close to 400. Yeah, well, yeah, that's what we said, seven overs to go. So they could um, – oh, they're taking the covers back off. Yeah, Glenn is like our – he's like our Seinfeld listener. Yep. You know Seinfeld's a show about nothing. Mm-hmm. Glenn just rings and texts and stuff. He's never, <laughs> never got it. any reason why. I he love just, it. He just, wants, he just wants to break in hmm. and, and – let us know he's there. That's why we love our I know, and that's why Woogie hates it, and we love Glenn. Because Woogie thinks the show's about – he doesn't want anyone else taking his time. Mm. He's actually not here again, as uh, you would have uh, – you could imagine now, because if you're only hearing Badger myself. And, and Jack, Jack's here. How are you, Jacko? Yeah, good. Thanks, mate. So you woke up early this morning to watch the FIFA World Cup? Yeah. Now, it's going to be a What did you watch this morning? I'm thinking you would have watched the England – yeah, so England Iran, I watched. I basically fell asleep to that. Yep. Uh, was that it good? Was, was it? Oh no, it was okay. just oh. no, it just tired. Okay. You know how it goes. Uh, but yeah, this morning game, I was up for, which was good too. Now, Jacko, and I want to try and paint a picture here for mm. the listeners. 
there's either yourself or badge. Woogie never brings anything else. Myself, my wife, we always bring in something for everyone to share, don't we? Yeah, yeah. So Woogie not being here, we're not expecting him to bring in anything, but badge brought in a muffin break bag today with one muffin in it. Solo muffin. A yeah. solo muffin. And I, why Nothing I, for the rest of your team. And I apologise because last week, Sat, you brought in a four-pack of them and yep. shared yeah. them around. Mm. But yeah. I had an excuse. What? As I was leaving, my wife just came over to the shop and she said, I got your muffin. I went, thank you. But That's you were, so kind. But, but you don't then bring it into the office. Well, You eat it on the way in. Well, so you know what I also did? So we I don't realized, talk about it live on air. <laughs> you know what I realised? Because, Jack, what did I bring in yesterday for the team? For the team yesterday, oh banana bread, and mm. you had you had one. They're in you had one today, Sats. They're in the freezer. Yeah, I did have a bit. Well, that was mine. Mm. It wasn't fresh. That is good. Okay, and you're fresh. going away. So, so you apologise. What are you in New Zealand? What did you say, okay. Fonzie? For work. You were what? I was a roo. Yeah, uh, we've got some. Uh, we've got a couple of guests on tonight. Benny Jones, former Sports Day colleague, Benny Jones. Uh, any of our listeners would have heard. Benny Jones over a number of years. He's going to join us live from Qatar at the moment to set the scene. Well, he won't be drunk. We know that. Drink responsibly. Um, how's it going? Have, have you tried the... Uh, it's green, Jack. Have you tried the, the phone line? I was through. There you go. He found his quick. Struggling, mate. Sorry? Have you tr- tried the phone line to Qatar yet? Oh, uh, yeah. We're working on it. I'm pushing in... Uh, Pushing in dials. See, Benny Jones situation. is also very political. So if he starts getting very political, they may have the wires tapped. He may be locked oh, up by okay. tomorrow morning. So we never know. Uh, talking cricket and how dominant Australia have been. Uh, one of Australia's great all-rounders, Shane Watson. He's going to join us on Sports Day also. A great cause in conjunction with Woolworths and giving back to flood-ravaged communities in the northern New South Wales region. He's in Mwoolumbar. So he's going to join us to talk about yep. um, the great cause and the, the local cricket club there. Yep. You reckon he'll talk about the uh, the one day that's on at the moment as We're well? We're going to ask him anyway. We will. Aren't we? Aren't we? We'll, uh, true we'll or false? Him. We've got true or false tonight. Ask us anything. Any question. Mm. Badge, true or false, your nickname Badge was because when you were a young lad, you're, you were named after your older brother, Young Badger. I'm not answering that, Sats. Why, why is it always such a secret? Yeah, well, it's no, true, but it's boring. Kidding. That's why I made up the story about getting the badge of courage for rescuing some <laughs> drowning kids in the dam. <laughs> Now you've now I've given away my secret. <laughs> Nothing to it. How boring. Hey, I want to ask Benny Jones. We talked to him about the World yeah. Cup. How is he smuggling in? I think one of the shows before us has been talking about that. How is he smuggling in drinks into the World Cup? Mm. He found a way. You would, you would you tried it. I mean, is it? It's worthwhile. Is it worth throwing into jail for fifteen years in Qatar? Isn't yeah. it? <laughs> You'd be well looked after in there, wouldn't you? Hey? He looks like a quacker. Yeah. Have you seen him lately? He's got a Fluffy hair and all his beard and money. Yeah, he looked know, like a quacker. You know when he started? He visited the quackers in Rottnest Island years ago when we were on the air, like about five years ago. And ever since then, he's looked more and more like yeah, a quacker. Absolutely. It's like people that look like their dogs. <laughs> you look like Frank. I do a look bit, a little bit actually, like Frank. Now, doctors believe that they have discovered the mystery behind what uh, caused Bruce Lee's death. Now, of course, back then Whoa. they said it was brain swelling. There was all these urban myths about how he passed away. He had too many muscles and it crushed his heart and all mm. these sorts of things. But, yeah, brain swelling. But uh, this was in 1973. He was only in his early to mid-30s, I think, Bruce Lee. And uh, he had 32 years of age. Doctors say it was caused by drinking too much water. Too what? much water? Yes. So, so you it, can drink too much water. You can, yeah. Apparently it um, 
if it it happens if you drink too much water, it gets too much water in the brain cells, and more or less damages them, drains and um, drowns them, and causes brain swelling and pressure taught, on the brain. To drink lots of water. I know you can flush out your electrolytes if you have too much water and you, you, know, you run. Well, your mate gets cramps in the surf, doesn't he? Yes, mm. mate. Uh, yeah, I uh, went on a surf trip with Woodsy. Um, what did you, you asked me about my nicknames because of this story I put up here about one of the Socceroos? What's that about his nickname? Oh, well, I was sort of dovetailing into that. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. Jason Cumming. Yeah. So he's he's a Scotsman who now plays for the Socceroos. Yeah. Can I say this name? Well, it's I a, think it's you a, are. It's a wrestling nickname because he went up against some wrestler when he was playing um, for Hibs. Is that Hibernian? Yeah. Yep. In Scotland, and and he he said he put on the spandex and everything, and he put a sign across his chest, "Come dog," and that's what they call what? him. <laughs> Cummins. Like, you know, you'd be satisfied. Like, we're not lying. Jack would be Jack Dog. So, you know, one of the worst, I'm not saying it again. Worst nicknames. What are the worst? So, what would you call? Um, Craig Gow. Craig Gow. Pig. Pig, yeah. Because when he had a few too many, he turned into a pig of a human. Oh, is that right? Oh, just, yeah, just mad, crazy. Not, he wouldn't harm anyone or damage anything. He was just 100 mile an hour. He's just a. Is a pig. Yeah. But you're not allowed to call him pig now because his, his lovely wife, Amanda, but, yeah. doesn't allow us to call she him pig. Be, call she him doesn't Craig. want to be called Mrs. Pig. <laughs> That's uh, not nice. What about Graham Eady? Seven wombat. heads. Oh, seven heads. Yeah, so it was wombat, but it's also seven heads. Great guy, wombat. But, yeah, when you look at him, we talked to Bear's head yesterday, Brian Fletcher, talking about massive heads. And Graham Eady, his son Brooke listens to the show, actually, Brooke Eady, um, yeah, seven heads. Because when you looked at Graham Eady, he had all these lumps all over his head. So like other heads. <laughs> yeah. Well, Kevin right. Campion was the butcher because named after the Serena butcher. Oh, no. He's <laughs> from Serena. Yeah, Serena and Mackay, yeah. North Queensland. We had a we were on a. Uh, I was on a surf trip. I think I mentioned this. And Fletch was on the same trip with yeah. a different group of guys, and they forgot all of it. We we just you got didn't introduced cross paths, to them. Did you? We didn't surf with them. We saw each other every afternoon and night after we got back, and we you know we'd have dinner together and we'd watch. Yeah. And towards the end of the trip, they went, oh, we'd, we'd forgotten all your names, so we've given everyone nicknames and went through a few. of One of them, they called him Cartoon Face because he sort of got a pointy nose and chin and everything. Another one, they called him, you reminded me, because um, they called him Seven Head and said, why do you call him that? Cause, and he's got a re- receding hairline. He said, well, if it's a normal hairline, it's a forehead, but his is further back, so it's not a five head <laughs> or six head, it's a seven head. He hates it. You can't actually call him that. Now, 25th anniversary and... Badge, you would have – I think you would have seen this band quite a bit through the 80s. Saw them once live in excess at um, – oh, what's it out the eastern suburbs? in Chandler. They played with Cold Chisel. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was massive. It was massive in the early 80s. 25th anniversary today of Michael Hutchins passing. Yeah, Front man of in excess. And, we, and our Jack man here, he is a music man. Like, he knows music like we think we know rugby league. Yeah. No, but he's even better. But then he didn't know who in excess were, so he did. So have you got something there for us, Jack? You might know yeah, this is my favourite. Hey, um, if, if, tell us your story, your favourite song, or your in excess stories, or your brush with fame, Michael Hutchins. Tell us anything about in excess and Michael Hutchins if you want to give us a buzz. Zero four five seven seven three six seven three. Can I say I never appreciated their music until he passed. I've, I've, it's been like that with a, a few artists of mine, mm. but with Michael Hutchinson in excess, yeah, I didn't, I didn't really appreciate how good he was or the group was until, until he passed away. Right, actually got to know a lot Kurt of Pengelly 
um, met him after a grand final one year. Okay. Mad rugby league fan. I think he's a manly fan. Is and he the one that went out with Lane Beachley? He's married to Lane Oh, he's married Beachley. to her. Yeah. There you go. Okay. Mm. Yeah. Oh, he did go out with her for a while. Mm. Now, last night we spoke about team names. How do teams get their names? What's the story behind the teams? And this is stems back to when I was at the uh, Lower Clarence Jockey Club, uh, Clarence River Jockey Club, I should say, at Grafton on Friday when I was emceeing a function. And the Grafton Ghosts? Yeah, one of the um, – yeah, why the Grafton Ghosts? There you go. We've got a lot of listeners there on 2GF. Uh, one, of the, one of the guys at the, at the luncheon said to me, oh, you were talking last week about how team names got their names. And I, I love the Kyogle turkeys. He's from Kyogle. He, as I said last night, Kyogle is indigenous for scrub turkey. Yep. So he said, oh, if you – do a segment, can you do one on why teams get their names? And my favourite of all time is the Tabulum Turtle Divers, which is in northern New South Wales. Yeah. And it's part of the Bunjalung Nations mob in, in northern New South Wales. And See, and I, thought, I thought the dolphin should have been something more, um, more, uh, more modern because mm-hmm. this problem has been a lot. should have been the Brisbane Bin Chickens. <laughs> well, would everyone. There, would there be too many dolphins? There wouldn't be too many dolphins in Moreton Bay, would there? Oh, yes. <laughs> is there? Oh, Oh. Lots of dugongs. Yeah, a lot of dugongs. Sharks. So the tabulum turtle divers, um, in the Rocky River, it's a tradition, the turtle diving, catching turtles, still to this day. What, in tabulum? In tabulum, okay. yeah, in the Rocky River, they call it. What do you mean turtle diving? Just diving with the turtles or? Catching turtles. Well, you're not allowed to catch turtles. Aren't you allowed? Aren't well, I suppose allowed if you're, if you're uh, indigenous, yeah. you probably can, but mm. is that what they do? Yep. Where's tabulum? Tabulum's northern New South Wales. Yeah. So, like the Cleveland Browns, for example, the NFL team, really boring. Yeah, the it team's is. nicknamed the after their first coach, Paul Brown. Oh, you're kidding. That's really boring, isn't it? What about the Roosters? Now, I didn't realise this, and I may be wrong, so tell us, Roosters fans. We've got Roosters Muslim. I'm sure you'll weigh in here. The Redcliffe Bennett's, they could have been. So, Roosters, for since their inception, were just eastern suburbs until they formed their first crest on a jersey in the 60s. Yep. And the design had a rooster on on the crest, believed to be inspired by the French jersey, which of course is Le Coq. Now the rooster, the rooster, mm. and from that day on, they became the eastern suburbs roosters. Well, the now Scott, what, you do you reckon, what do you reckon? What do you reckon? What do you reckon? Woogie would say if you said the rooster's Le Coq, he'd have something stupid to say, wouldn't he? Oh, he'd agree with you, hey? <laughs> no doubt at all. Yeah, being a South man. Now, uh, best text, text for the night, and this is only for our Southeast Queensland listeners, and there are plenty of them on 693am and also on the app and Gold Coast 1620. A pass for you and how many mates, Jack? Couple. Two. Two mates. Uh, you guys have got an, an We've got an OB, OB on Thursday night at Rabina at the Sporting Globe, outstanding venue. So if you've never been, even if you have been, uh, send us a text. Don't just say, I want to go. Chime in with something. Give, yep. us, some, give us some info. Yep. Um, 0457736736 and uh, you could win that pass and come along. Join Woogie and Badge. Let's get to a break. We've got plenty more to talk about in the next, Where would you uh, be? next two hours. I'm in New Zealand, Queenstown. Right. Mm. It's a low of three and a high of 13. Can we just cross to you? Can't wait. Can't wait. Former Australian all-rounder, one of the great all-rounders, Shane Watson is going to join us on Sports Day. Kia didn't just make an eight-seat family car, they made a grand utility vehicle. Kia Carnival GUV. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats. We'll be back soon. 
Kia didn't just make an eight-seat family car, they made a grand utility vehicle. Kia Carnival GUV. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats. Dead straight. That's the place to go. And Shane Watson has converted to the three figures. Champion innings. Yeah, 59 tests and 190 ODIs as well. A handful of T20s and he is one of Australia's greatest all-rounders. He's got a great concept and great support for, for local cricket. And that man is Shane Watson. You just heard he's joining us on Sports Day. How are you, Shane? I'm going great. How are you guys? Really good. good really good. Now, uh, we'll talk to you a little bit more about uh, today's third ODO, which Australia are in great, uh, great control of. But uh, the Woolworths Cricket Blast, tell us more about that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm here in Mwoomba uh, Career Club um, to this afternoon. Uh, Woolworths have been um, kind of, well, very kind to be able to donate $50,000 to Mwoomba Career Club. They were hit very, very hard as a lot of communities around Australia have been hit so hard by the floods over the last um, well, over the last year. So um, Woolworths have donated $50,000 to be able to help them get back on their feet to renovate their, their clubhouse that was hit so badly by the floods. Um, very um, A very important barbecue um, to be able to help everyone sort of um, get the feeling that they need as well um, and also just help the registration for the young T20 cricket blast as well. So there's, um, yeah, it's a great initiative from Woolworths because um, that's what the community's all about, to be able to help people get back on their feet when they hit some um, tough times. Yeah, good on you, Watto. And this sort of stuff's needed uh, everywhere and great stuff from, from Woolworths for helping out. So this is also going to cover registration fees, I believe, for uh, for the kids, for the yeah, the cricket blast, as you said. Yeah, it certainly is. Um, obviously, with um, this community being hit so hard by by the floods, it's just um, yeah, Woolworths are, are going to be paying for the registration fees for the the Woolworths cricket blast for, for next season for any young boy and girl who, who signs up just to be able to help them um, on well find find their feet uh, to get back on their feet. Yeah, it's it's glad I'm glad to see you doing this because last time, well, actually, probably. Um, the last time I, I, I spoke to you, it's Gary Belcher, we were, it was about 20 years ago, and you came up with the origin side up to Corumban Valley at Gwingana. For a, we had a bit of a cricket match. We always played a traditional cricket match. I think it came up with heels. Is that right? And I'm just, yes, I'm just, that's I'm, right. I reminded Sats off the air. I think that was the time when Steve Walters, one of the managers, came out and batted his whole innings nude. <laughs> Was that the same? <laughs> the same one? I'm not sure. Oh gosh, I, I remember that. I remember that that time like it was yesterday. I've always been a huge. Um, well, gosh, growing up Ipswich, I was a huge State of Origin Queensland fan. So that was one of the, one of the highlights of my of my life was being a part of the Origin camp. Now, one of the ho- one of the highlights would <laughs> not be Steve Walters. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he said he had his big big fat blurter. Oh, he did. Yeah. Yeah, so. Um, now, to what wouldn't have been great scenes is um, is seeing the the devastation that has happened to to local sporting clubs and most notably the Moolumbar Cricket Club. There, what's the damage been like? Have you seen it firsthand? Now you've been there. Yeah, so the the damage has really been is, is especially around the the clubhouse. So the canteen um, facilities just been they've been wiped out because of the because of the floods. Um, the ground is gradually sort of getting back to back to it back to its best um, but it's just been so difficult for, for the club to be able to just um, well yeah the canteen's not existent so it's been a, a very needed much needed thing to be able to help this, the career club get back on its feet and and most importantly as um, I know from a cricket perspective the career clubs within local uh, within local towns are the heartbeat of the community so 
it's so important to be able to help the career clubs get back on their feet because you know, cricket's um, the summertime is is all about cricket, so it's such an important important time. And you can hear all the kids in the background having as much fun as possible, and and it's a great initiative of covering the covering the the registration fees. And what's been the feedback with registration numbers in and around those regional areas? What I was is it still very strong? Well, it's been, it's been a tough time in these in the regional areas and around Australia in, in general, just because of obviously COVID to start with, and then going into the um, devastation of the floods in these regional communities in particular. So, um, the registrations are really starting to pick up here. Those um, here at the Moolumbah Career Club and in around the Tweed Coast, uh, they, they are seeing uh, the registrations really start to pick up now. Um, but it has been a very tough time for for all communities and all all community sport with. Um, the challenges that have been around for the last couple of years, but things are definitely starting to pick up. And and this um, donation by West will certainly help the youngsters continue to be able to um, get in, get into cricket and, and start their journey um, of the the great game, great game of cricket, which has been so good, uh, such a huge part of my life. Yeah, well, while you're out there helping the grassroots, what are the uh the big boys are underway, or in fact, uh, the Aussies are nearly through their innings. Not sure if you're probably keeping an eye on this. Three for three oh six Australia. Six overs to go. Travis had 150 and, and Davey Warner scored a, a ton. Looks like we've got our, uh, our openers locked down, especially, especially Travis Head for the, uh, the short, long and, and mid-term. Oh, absolutely. Travis Head certainly made the most of his opportunity to be able to open the batting and 152 yeah. is, a, is a great statement to say that this is, this is my position. So um, like anything in life, you need to be... Uh, ready to take an opportunity that comes your way, and Travis said by getting 150 today, certainly certainly able to do that. Yeah, um, yeah so, so it's a great great time for him to be able to put his hand up with that opportunity that's there. Do you reckon the Poms have taken their foot off the throat a bit since they won the T20, or is it just we're we're far and away a, a better um, ODI team than we are in the uh, the shorter format? I England are a very a very good one day in T20 team. I think they've just still in celebration mode after winning the T20 World Cup, which is an amazing achievement yeah. from their from their group with a um, with a new captain, with a new with a new coach with Matthew Mott as well. So um, I still think they're probably, probably still celebrating such a such a great achievement. Obviously, the, the Australians have had to regroup very quickly, and they've got a, a lot of those players and the team have got a lot of a, you know big point to prove. So. Um, you can see why the Aussies have been so dominant in this series, knowing that the English have still probably enjoying a few beers. Yeah, oh yeah. yeah, now we're talking to Shane Watson here on Sports Day. Shane, you would obviously keep an eye on the all-rounders, and currently Cam Green seems to be the man for Australia. Everyone keeps questioning what sort of format he'll fit into. Is he the all-rounder that will fit into all formats, you think? Oh, he certainly is, yeah. He's got, he's got all the skills. He's, uh, he's got the foundations of a incredibly sound technique to be able to play very well and um, for a long period of time in test cricket and then he's got the power and the and the skills with the with the ball to be able to um, integrate that down into one day in T20 cricket as well so he's as for me he's I I never miss a game that he plays because I just love watching him mm. play the way he goes about the game he's obviously got he's got extreme height as well which is a huge advantage as a bowler to give him a little bit more of a um, competitive advantage over the batters as well. So um, he, he, for me, is certainly nearly... Well, I think he's one in the generation cricketer of his skill set that he has. Um, and he, he seems like he's got a really good head on his shoulders as well and he's just taken it all in his stride, which is even even more impressive which is, with the skill set that he's got. Yeah, Mitchell Stark, did he remind everyone, especially the selectors, um, 
in the ODIs how potent he is after being left out of those, how do we leave those clutch now? T20 games. Yeah, yeah, it's too hard to get your head around, isn't it? That, that last game against the big game against Afghanistan, we needed to Australia needed to dominate that game, which means you need your biggest, your biggest and best wicket taker to to be playing, and it's. Mitchell Stark, he doesn't normally need too much of ammunition to, to be able to show how good he is. And he certainly showed that in this series, which is no surprise to majority uh, people around, around Australia and around how, the world. How relieved would the Poms have been at that time when he wasn't playing? Hey, how's your book going, mate? I know you, you released your book. It was only a few weeks ago, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, a couple of weeks ago, yeah. Um, yeah, winning the end of battle, it's going, it's going really well. It's been... Um, really nicely received. It's just um, a mental skills book for, specifically for cricket, but the, the principles are very um, well across the board to anyone who wants to be the best they can be and just understand what how to create the right mental environment. So, um, yeah, it's going, it's, going, it's going really good. It's oh. something that I've always, from the time that I got, um, I got access to this information about five years ago, um, it's been in, in the process to be able to get this book out there. So, and I'm self-publishing it, so I'll have to put it out there. The only way that you can purchase the Winning the Inner Battle is through my website, shamewatson.au. Um, so, it's, uh, yes, it's, go- it's, going, it's going really well, which um, I, had a, I had a sense with working um, with people around the mental skills for the last four years that it was going to be pretty well received, and, and it has been, which is really nice. Christmas coming up too. Yes. Perfect timing. What's in it? Special. So, Shane, Watson, what I, t- tell us what the inner battle is. What's, what's the inner battle within people? <laughs> you got to get in the, the book. battle is the the demons that we always the well yeah the demons that we always um, fight is just that in more so the internal dialogue that's all that's always there and just understanding that we can control it in internal dialogue if we really if we really want to because we do have that control over our mind just understanding to and the different the, the skills to be able to just make the most of that control that we do have to be able to try and win that battle every single day. And, um, and that's whether that's, and that's, everyone's always performing in any, any part of your life. And for us to be able to be the best version of ourselves, we need to understand um, exactly what mental environment we need to be at our best. Some people, and a lot of people just innately sort of just know how to get there, but a lot of people, and I was certainly one of those, I was very good at um, sabotaging my own performance because I was very good at beating myself up. Interesting. Now, I'm sure this is in the book, but, out of all the great players you played with or against, is there a player that comes to mind that was able to control that, you know, that inner battle? Was that be able to control every facet of their professional life? There was a few that really stand out to me. Shane Warne was certainly one of those. He was just incredible. Just been able to shut out the noise and just focus on the pro of what he needed to do every single ball and just do it ball after ball. That was one of his incredible strengths. Um, Matt Hayden was probably the one that stood out to me. He was able to develop that that mental that mental toughness to be able to not even have the discipline in his own thoughts to be to be able to not even look at the scoreboard and just be that process driven on just watching and reacting to the ball coming down and doing that ball after ball that he didn't even look at the scoreboard and to know how many runs he was on. And that, for me, is incredible mental discipline and mental toughness just to be able to just stay totally present and react to the ball that's coming down and have no, not allow yourself to be able to um, have any other thoughts um, infiltrate your mindset whatsoever. So that, for me, was something that was very, very inspiring. Great insight. Shane Watson.au yeah. if you want to get the book before Christmas. Uh, great Christmas gift. And, and you're there for uh, also a, a great initiative and great support for Moorlambar Cricket Club um, and in conjunction with Woolworths, giving back to the regional cricket. Much needed. 
which was heavily affected by the floods. So Shane Watson, thank you for taking time out and joining us on Sports Day. My pleasure. It's great to chat to you guys. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah, no, great guy. Great cricket Beauty. player too, wasn't he, Badge? Kia didn't just make an eight-seat family car. They made a great, a grand utility vehicle. Kia Carnival, GUV. More after the break. Kia didn't just make an eight-seat family car. They made a grand utility vehicle. Kia Carnival, GUV. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats. We'll be back soon. Kia didn't just make an eight-seat family car. They made a grand utility vehicle. Kia Carnival GUV. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats. Welcome back to the show. And if you want to win a Ziggy, which is a, a tremendous barbecue by Ziggy, Ziggler and Brown, there's some. I go to iCanWin.com.au to go onto the running to win a Ziggy by Ziggler and Brown. Make sure you go on and have a look at their uh, their range. It's absolutely outstanding. Let's get to an NRL update. And there's plenty going on in the world of rugby league still. And even though there's nothing to be played for up until our trials in February, there's still yep. a lot going on. And it's a uh, it's a great scene, wasn't it, a badge at the Sydney airport this morning? I think around 5 a.m. in the morning, there was uh, hundreds of Samoan fans that gathered uh, to welcome the Samoan Rugby League team home. Family, friends, yeah. Um, and of course, as we know with the uh, the Samoans, the Tongans, the Maori, amazing singers. Just have a listen to their reception. That's just a snippet of it. They, they, look, they did so well, and despite the fact they didn't win, they that's a it's a momentous occasion for Samoan rugby league, and um, as it was with Tonga in twenty seventeen at the World Cup. I, I love right, and it's a word that we're going to listen to very soon when we talk about the kangaroo team that's just come back from the World Cup and Mal Meninga and and the words connection, and I think sometimes in Australia we're very quick, and in the media we're even quicker sometimes to try and drag our our sports men and women down whenever we get an opportunity to. But yep. when you look at a lot of the, the Pacific nation, you know, the, the nations, the countries like your Tonga, Samoa, Cook Islands and Papua New Guinea and Fiji, they've just got this great connection with the community and they share everything amongst the community. I, I love the scenes. I love the scenes of Mount Druitt when, when Penrith, which has a, you know, a huge focus from the Pacific Island nations mm. and, and how much they celebrate the connection with, with their players and much like the Samoans walking, walking home their side. It's a, it's a good time for Samoa. I mean, we've been very critical of Samoa and their international program for a number of years. And I think rightly so. Yep. But this is a huge step forward. As we said last night, I think England have probably dropped behind Tonga and Samoa with, with the way both those, those nations are playing. Perhaps. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. But you know, we've got more competitive teams now. We used to just have three and, and now we've got, at five, least five six, and yeah. six, and yeah, and of course the um, the kangaroos arrived home as well, uh, and their uh, their coach Mel had a chat this morning on Brecky with uh, Patton Heels. Yeah, but also also more about the scheduling. But I was going to ask you this badge because you can probably comment better than most. You went on two kangaroo tours, nineteen eighty six and nineteen ninety. Eighty six was. The Unbeatables, not the Invincibles. The Invincibles was 82. Yeah, the Unbeatables. And uh, Mel, as you said on Patton Hills this morning, wants to talk about the international game and how do we capitalise on the, the World Cup momentum. It's all about the scheduling and, and possibly 
introducing kangaroo tours back? Um, well, we need a schedule. We haven't had a schedule for a long period of time, so we just don't know where from year to year what's happening, you know, in our game. So um, we knew that obviously with, with you know, the pandemic that put a bit of a hold on everything, but I just feel now that we can't let this chance go by. We've, mm. we've got to have a schedule. We've got to have a four-year schedule, say, from World Cup to World Cup. It's just like the good old days when we had kangaroo tours. You yeah. know, it's from kangaroo tour to kangaroo tour. Then you had all these scheduling in between. So... And once you've got your schedule, then obviously, you know, you can start to build your assets around all that. And, you know, when you get sponsors, sponsors can jump on board. Your supporter tours can jump on board. Players can start planning, uh, you know, what they want to do as far as their, you know, who they want to play for and things like that. I think that's that's the, the important part. Yeah, and television rights, all of that stuff that ties into it, getting a better schedule. Now, because there's been a lot of drama in the game and then, you know, COVID and it, there's been so many interruptions, but I think... I think Mel, Mel, Mel is right. One of the issues they've got with kangaroo tour sets, and I love a kangaroo, and I'd love them to go again. And and we used to go and play, you know, for the best part of three months, and um, about eight weeks in England, and then three in France. Well, you can't really go and spend that long in France anymore. They're not strong enough. I reckon you could maybe go and play maybe both clubs over there and a test on the way over as sort of a warm up, and then go to England. You want to play against the the, the best club sides, uh, which helps them out, and then you play some tests. The, we used to do that because their season was just starting. Mm. Now they play at the same time as us. So for, for a lot of the clubs, if they don't make the finals, they're finished in August, and you're going to arrive in October, maybe November, and start to play against the English clubs. Um, it's, it's just tricky, isn't it, to have all of those players – and clubs available so far out of their out of their season when they're normally having their off season. I think a lot of the players at the UK Super League clubs, the provincial sides, yeah, St Helens and Leeds, those really strong clubs. I still believe a lot of those players they're on show. You know, years gone by when you're on Kangaroo Tours badge, that was a great opportunity for the UK players to possibly look at a short period in the NRL. We but saw Martin Afire come across Phil Clark but also and to play bets. Yeah, we, and it was just a buzz as well for all the fans and yeah. just to play against the Kangaroos and be part of that uh, that whole experience. And we were going to play teams in Cumbria up mm. uh, in the northwest. And, they, you know, they didn't have players that were going to make it in the NRL. But they the long, proud tradition in Workington and Warrington and all these other clubs. So, yeah, I know what you're saying. It's just a little bit tricky. But I suppose if, if they said, hey, you've got to keep training for – next six weeks because you're going to play the kangaroos. I, I, I suppose they would. And you're not going to get paid extra for it. Now, something back part in the, of the 80s. Gate, gate takings. Something part of back in the 80s and 90s that you never had badge was the Rugby League Players Association, which is a great thing for the game and the code, and yes. as, as is the AFL and uh, all sports uh, that have the Players Associations. But we, now there's a period where they don't want you to play, train, do anything. You've got to have downtime. So, yeah, the last kangaroo tour was 1994. Do the current players – do they understand how important a kangaroo tour was for the game? I, I, I love that nostalgic component of the game. I don't think we can lose that nostalgic mm. component. Uh, reintroducing a kangaroo tour, uh, I think, is really important to the game. Only, it's only once every four years. It's not every year. Yep. And even playing those provincial uh, provincial sides, you wouldn't be playing. How many games would have you played on a kangaroo tour? Basically? Uh, like Terry, Terry Lamb played every game of ninety twenty. Of 86? 20 games. 20 games. Yeah, and I think in 90 it might have been the same, 19 or 20. Who played? Did it, was there a player that played every game Terry in 90? Lane? No, no, I don't Not think Not Brandy, was. no? I think, I think um, 
I think Barr was the only one that's ever done it. Okay. So there's a lot of games. So, But he kept insisting. Donnie Ferner was going to, you know, stand him down at the end of the tour and say, hey, have a rest. And he said, oh, I want to play. I, w- I want this record, you know, with a couple of weeks to go. And uh, I think it might have been the King, who was the captain, went to Donnie and said, no, no, play him. He wants to play. So he's on the bench for the tests and played every other game at 5-8 or... That's amazing. Yeah. It? Yeah, it, it was... Uh, yeah, and he missed out on 90, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. He wasn't there. Mm. Uh, now, the Roosters, we've got a lot of Roosters fans. They've uh, blocked Must the... Must have been injured. Would have to be something. Yeah. Yeah, because he's still in the middle of his career then. He won a comp in 95, of course, with, with the Doggies. So, mm. uh, Roosters have blocked the return um, to Queensland for young gun Sam Walker. I've got no doubt the Dolphins would have been very keen on getting Sam Walker. Uh, he's reportedly signed a two-year contract extension to remain in Bondi until the end of 2025. Now, the, this year was the first time both he and Luke Keary got to spend multiple weeks alongside each other. Yes. You saw the improvement with the Roosters when Luke Keary came back to assist him. So his contract expires at the end of 2024. They'll have at least two more years together. And I've been, so, a bit more. I've been so impressed with his first two years, Sam Walker. Mm. He's he's been a dominant oh, yeah. half, hasn't yeah, he? Yeah, he is. Playing and and he's, as well. he's just such a whippet, but mm. um knows his way around the field, doesn't get smashed. Yeah, really, really impressive uh player. I've so. got to say, you always want to protect your assets as a sporting organization. And I think Sam Walker and Luke Kira are obviously huge assets for that club. And will remain together for many, many years if they can. But to protect your asset, I really believe that the Roosters should offer Ben and Shane Walker some sort of coaching role. Oh, really? Absolutely. Because – Well, he might – so, so sure he stays. I think it's a he matter – He might not want Dad around. I think it's a matter of time before the Walker brothers get an NRL coaching gig. And I think if, if they if – they if Justin Holbrook wasn't installed as the, the Titans coach and it was given to the Walker brothers, I've got no doubt that Sam Walker would have, would have followed father and uncle. Uh, are they still coaching? No, they're not. So is that has that opportunity passed for them to get into the NRL? No, I don't think it is. Chasing it, I just think they've got to get back in the game. They've got to mm. get even if it's at Queensland Cup level, host plus Cup level. So they're going to be back in and do it for a number of years before you're going to take the next step up to NRL. Whenever they coach, they have immediate success. They make they have really good positive changes in a mm. club. If they did that over a twelve or twenty four month period, I don't think it's a matter of time before they're thrown into the. Into the mix again. They're, st- they're still spoken about when they're not coaching. So it's a good opportunity for them when they are coaching to, to get a, a start sooner rather than later. Yeah. Fair enough. Let's get to a break. The eight-seat Kia Carnival, a grand utility vehicle. Uh, coming up next, we'll get to some of your texts. Kia didn't just make an eight-seat family car. They made a grand utility vehicle. Kia Carnival GUV. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats. We'll be back soon. Kia didn't just make an eight-seat family car. They made a grand utility vehicle. Kia Carnival GUV. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats. Yeah, welcome back to the show. We had Shane Watson on earlier on talking about the new concept uh, with regional cricket in conjunction with Woolworths giving back to regional cricket in those flood-ravaged areas. He's in Woolambar. If you want to catch that interview, make sure you get the podcast wherever you get your podcast from. And NFL news and badge, he froths on the NFL news. Streaming every NFL game this season live on NFL Game Pass. Visit nflgamepass.com. There was one result overnight or early this morning, Australian time. 
San Francisco 49ers. They defeated the Arizona Cardinals. Now, if you are an NFL fan and San Francisco 49ers there, they'll take them to six and four. So they're on their way to to the finals. And the Arizona Cardinals, they're four and seven, which means they'll probably miss out as Badge falls asleep. Are you into this baseball stuff, Jack? Yeah, New Orleans Saints. Are you really? Who that nation? Yeah. Who that nation? Actually, you've got a wow. you've got a fan also, Badge. Uh, when you talk about the the NFL, and it's Adrian, of course. A boy, we're talking about team names. How do teams get names? And yeah. Talk about the Cleveland Browns was named after their their first inaugural coach. He said, uh, "Boring name, Cleveland Browns for a boring sport. That is a punishing to watch." <laughs> no, Adrian, it's a great sport. You got to appreciate it and understand it a little bit more, that's and that's good. why we do the the NFL Game Pass promo. Um, we got like one here from Sean at Lennox. Great show. Uh, just say this. If Cricket Australia overturns Dave Warner's ban, I'll stop watching cricket. He damaged our reputation beyond belief, and that will always be referred to as the darkest day in our proud sporting heritage. Well, he made 106 today, so I'm forgiving him. I think everyone is. No, well, not everyone, but I think a lot of people. A majority of people, I think, have moved on. Well, I have, and you have. I think they made made a really strong statement. Australian cricket... Drew a line in the sand. We don't care what any other country has done, and and, and players. And no other country has come down this hard no. on players for, for ball tampering. He was, he was caught twice. Yeah. So I think we've made a really, a really big line in the sand statement to any yep. future cricketer that wants to think about well, it. So well, you know, he's he's allowed to appeal. He is. He's not. He hasn't been overturned yet. He's allowed to appeal, and that's only fair. Yep. We'll see where that goes. Travis Head made 152. Australia three. 55 with what a couple of overs left are uh, there third on rain delay third rain delay yes now the great ocean road beach volleyball fest the volley fest in torquay begins today the volleyball world beach pro tour is returning with volley fest and uh, as i said starts today with some of the best international beach volleyball players competing on the last stop on the road the ocean road to the beach Beautiful. pro tour finals what's Beautiful the other part of the world zero four five seven Seven three six seven three six. If you want to join the show, badge. What's some other text there uh, on the club? On the topic of club nicknames, Daniel from Prairie would always listens on the SEN app. Thank you, Daniel. Uh, badge Sats and Jacko. The Foundation Club Western Suburbs officially became known as the Magpies in nineteen twenty eight. Prior to that, the Western Suburbs were initially referred to as the Cherry Prickers, Pickers, due to the number of orchards around the inner west Ashfield area. There you go. I love that, Daniel. Wouldn't be as many now. No. <laughs> uh, text here from number ending in 127. Uh, Sat Samoa, Fiji, Tonga have shown how much NRL players want to represent their heritage. Here's hoping the Landys and Abdo have the courage to allow Indigenous players the option to compete in the next World Cup in the Kangaroos side or the Australian Indigenous All-Stars team. Oh, I just wonder if that'll happen. I'm, I've got some doubts, but... I don't think we would need to divide. Might be a bit of a push. I don't think we need to divide by having an Indigenous side. That's what I think. What do you think? 0457 736 736. Let's get to a break. The eight-seat Kia Carnival, a grand utility vehicle with a lot more NRL news, a little bit more about David Warner as well. So make sure you stay on the line. Benny Jones is going to join us from Qatar. Benny Jones is going to join us live from Qatar to give us his insight into the, uh, the World Cup on the ground. This is Badge and Sats. Don't go anywhere. Kia 
didn't just make an eight-seat family car, they made a grand utility vehicle. Kia Carnival GUV. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats. We'll be back soon. Kia didn't just make an eight-seat family car, they made a grand utility vehicle. Kia Carnival GUV. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats. Yeah, welcome back to the second hour on what has been a, a pretty pretty heavy Tuesday, hasn't it? A lot to talk about. Bit of fun, bit of fun. I don't think they're coming back in the one day. So 48 overs, uh, third Lewis. rain delay, and we'll know what England's chasing uh, soon. But the Aussies, yeah, off to an absolute uh, flyer. Travis had 150, Dave Warner 100, and we've made 355 off 48. Thanks to all our listeners through the Super Radio Network, Southern Cross Stereo, SEN app, 16.20 a.m. on the Gold Coast, 11.70 in Sydney. SENQ, 6.93am in Brizzy and also 13.23am in Canberra. If you're listening on the app, thank you very much as well. Um, we're sitting here at the moment and we're just going to we're going to talk to Benny Jones, a former Sports Day colleague who's over in Qatar for the World Cup. We're going to get his opinion on the ground of the World Cup so far, two days in. But while we're sitting here waiting for, uh, for Jacko to get hold of him, we're watching a a replay on Fox Sports, 502, 1990 semi-final at the Sydney Football Stadium. Gary Belcher, oh, beats the first tackle. Alfie does the couple Should have got penalised. He went high, off. And uh, it's the semi-final against the Brisbane Broncos. Wally Lewis's last game, he's, he had a broken arm. Remember, this is the 1990 Kangaroo Tour year, which he missed out because of that, yes. that broken arm. Yes. But he came on in this game, Badger. I remember he came off the bench for this game and... Um, I think so. Th- I think this was the prelim final. It was, yeah. It was a knockout. And, it was yeah. a knockout either way, yeah. Yeah, so the winner goes on to play uh, the Panthers. Yeah, Billy J. Smith, the commentator, with David Fordham and Tony Durkin as well. So, And before that, actually, it's great looking at some of these old repeat games and, and looking at players. They just kicked a 40 20 before they were even 40 20s. No feed. Yeah. No feed to Canberra. Look how lean Lazo is. Um, anyway. Looking at. Players that you forget about. And you said, you made the comment, some of the shooting stars, players that weren't in the game very long but made a huge impact when they did. And I was looking at this Newcastle and Manly game being played at Newcastle and Newcastle fans and listeners on, on 2HD, you'd know that remember the player I'm talking about. There was a fullback playing and I couldn't remember his name. I knew it started with M. Flash, Ash Gordon? No, it wasn't Ash Gordon. How good was he? Oh, is he mostly a winger and a fullback? Yeah, he was Gordon? a great player. Could play anywhere, Flash Gordon. Um, and I looked up his name and what a what a great player he was when in his short stint in rugby league. Milton Thiday. Yeah, he was. Yeah. A very good player. Um, and, yeah, uh, he was um, at Torres Strait Islander. Yes. I think he played rugby for the Waratahs he before did, yeah. he went to the Knights. Townsville boy he was, In yeah. the early 2000s. Um, and, yeah, very, very good. But he got injured, didn't he? And he did. I'm pretty sure he got a bad injury. Didn't play a lot of games. I may, be, I may be wrong, but let us know, listeners. 0457 736 736. I can't remember what happened to him, whether he went back to rugby, whether he – from memory he got a bad injury and was never able to really return to – to the days that he was re- remembered for when he was playing for the for the Newcastle Knights. So mm. keep your texts coming along for McDonald Jones home. So 0457-736-736. The McDonald Jones birthday sale is now on. Uh, some texts here. And we've got um, Sats and Badge. It was a great night last Friday night, Sats, uh, down in Grafton. You raised a fair amount of money. Nicknames. Um, he had a, a, a train driver mate of his dad's. 
called Two Planks because he wasn't as thick as one. He was thick as two. <laughs> Grafton Bronco. Good on you, mate. I was hoping to see Grafton Bronco at the, uh, at the Clarence River Jockey Club on Friday. I thought he might have been able to put a face to the name. But, yeah, we did raise a, a fair bit of money, $10,000 for the uh, Donahue family, whose who's son Finn is only two years of age, got uh, diagnosed with leukaemia. So hopefully that goes a yeah, long way to, to helping them get through the next uh, the next stage. Uh, we've got him on the line, have we, Jacko? He's our on-the-ground correspondent in Qatar Woo-hoo! for the World Cup. He loves his Liverpool and he loves his football. And that man is Benny Jones. He's on the line. How are you, Benny? Hello, Sats. Hello, Badge. Um, that sounds like a very official title, mate. I feel like it should be a paid role, surely. But, uh, no, pleasure to be talking to you from, of all places in the world, Qatar. Um, can't believe I'm here, but uh, we're 11 hours away from Australia's first game of this World Cup. Now, we're paying you in, in beer. Drink responsibly, and you, you should get that delivered to your hotel room in Qatar <laughs> yeah. anytime soon. Uh, but paint a bit of a picture for us. What's it, what's it like over there? Is there is there a lot of fans on the ground? Is that what are the stadiums like? They look like they're next level. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Look, um, well, how where do I start? I suppose um, the first couple of days we got here uh, last Friday, so um, Saturday morning Australian time, and it, it looked dead set resembled a morgue. There was no one around, uh, and it, we were all sort of looking at each other, thinking, surely there's not a World Cup starting here in two three days time, but. Um, yeah, the sort of uh, preceding um, few days, obviously they've been scrambling to get things organised. Um, you know, they've had 12 years to plan for this, but it feels like they've done it in the last 12 weeks. Um, the fans are rolling in now. The games have started. It definitely feels more like a World Cup, but um, yeah, it's certainly a, a massively different atmosphere to my experience in Brazil, uh, even going as far back as Germany in 2006. Um, it's, um, it's unique. Let's put it that way. Uh, Benny's badge. Great talking to you, mate. And thanks for uh, for joining us. So are you going to plenty of games, or are you just doing the Aussie games? And you know, is it uh, are they kind of is it a bit restrictive with ticket prices or anything? Yeah. So good to talk to you as well, Badge. Uh, look, yeah, twelve games in the fourteen, fifteen days I'm here. I'm attending, so I'll, I'll get to all the Aussie games. Um, I've been to three already. So opening ceremony uh, and the opening match with Qatar and Ecuador. Uh, yesterday was a double header, and I guess that's what makes this a pretty unique World Cup. It'll be the, the only time you'll ever be able to attend multiple matches uh, on the one day. Uh, I think that the, the eight stadiums here, the furthest apart any two are, is about 70 kilometres. So um, public transport is readily accessible. It's, it's actually one of the smoother processes here, and, and getting from ground to ground with a few hours between matches is, is really doable. So yesterday was... England and Iran, and then followed up by my beloved Wales up against the United States. So it's a, it's a footballing smorgasbord. I'll, I'll probably uh, over it by the end of the, the two weeks. But um, ticket prices, look, you know, for these sort of events, you expect they're going to uh, bump up a little bit. So for, for a basic ticket, you're looking at around 120 Australian dollars, um, and you can upgrade from there to a 250 or a $400 ticket. So I've I've uh, tried to keep the budget reasonably restricted to the the Cat Three tickets, but I mean. The stadiums, as you touched on their sats as well, are just incredible. Uh, you, you can't actually get a bad seat no matter where you are. So um, it's, it's been quite um, mesmerising walking into these brand new stadiums uh, of which there's eight and I think of which six will be pulled down straight after the tournament. So <laughs> it's, um, it's crazy to think that they've been built billions of dollars uh, have been spent for what will probably host three or four games each. Plenty of Aussie fans over there. 
Yeah, yeah, Badge. Um, look, they've, they've all rolled in now. I think someone said rough numbers on the ground's about 7,000, 7 or 8,000. So, you know, hopefully we can um, bring the voice tonight uh, up against a very tough opponent. Of course, we know uh, France well from the last World Cup. We know they're the defending champions. Uh, it's going to be a really tough ask. But, um, yeah, we'll be here in number and, and doing our best to uh, get the boys up. And um, you know what it's like, uh, Australians, when there's a big sporting event on, doesn't really matter what sport it is, they will they will attend. So it's good to see plenty of green and gold uh, here in, in Doha. So what about where you're staying, your accommodation, Benny? We're led to believe $41,000 mm-hmm. Australian for hotels to get the subscription to show the World Cup in bars and restaurants and, and rooms. Yeah. So is it showing in your hotel room? Yeah. Yeah, so that was one of the other sort of controversies that's in the lead-up that I know um, ruffled a few feathers. And there were there were a lot of genuine fears that we'd come over here and, and you wouldn't be able to see games that you weren't attending unless you were at sort of one of the sanctioned FIFA uh, fan fests, they call them. But that that's all just been blown out of the water. I mean, every every TV, being sports, are running six channels. Uh, you can watch the games in Arabic, in English, in French. Um, it, it's not a problem. Um, I think, uh, obviously, there was a little bit of uh, fear that that, that that might be an issue with the licensing fees, but they've um, obviously FIFA have done a bit of negotiating and they've nipped those in the bud. So, yeah, no, no issues getting a TV to watch the game. Getting a beer to watch on the TV, <laughs> the game is the issue uh, that a lot of a lot of us have um, had to um, overcome. Look, again, it's another one. If you want a beer, you can find one. You have to pay a pr- premium. Um, and it's just, uh, it's, it's all about smart and savvy shopping. So we've had to look around a little bit, um, but, you know, us Aussies will always sniff one out. So, yeah, they are here, the beers, but just a little bit harder to find than maybe your, uh, your usual sort of World Cup scenario. So if Australia don't make it through to the, the final 16, which I think they will, Benny, I think they'll, they'll shock a lot of people. I have faith in Arnie. Yep. If they do not make the final 16, so who do you support then? Yeah, I mean, I've been asked this a few times, uh, even while over here, um, with some sort of international media um, that are, are always looking for people to stop and have a chat. Um, look, coming in, it's a boring prediction, um, but, you know, you look at the likes of Argentina and Brazil who are, you know, coming off the back of these incredible uh, streaks where I think Argentina haven't lost a game in 35 international fixtures. Brazil, uh, just, um, you look at their squad on paper and you just, it, yeah, it makes you tremble if you're a defender looking at some of their goal-scoring options. So they're the, they're the likely ones. I mean, England were pretty impressive yesterday, albeit against Iran, and I think we'll discover that um, the, the Asian nations will, will really battle in this World Cup. They're so far off the pace, it's, it's not funny. Hopefully, um, that's your right, and hopefully Australia can reverse that trend tonight. But um, Denmark are in our group. They're another side that's expected to go really deep. And then you've got Portugal, Uruguay, the usual suspects um, that, are, that are going to be there at the at the deep end. There's usually six or seven teams that can realistically win a World Cup. You don't get someone really bob up from outside of that. Um, so I think those sort of names are, are, are going to be your, your likely contenders. What do you do outside of the footy, Benny, when there's no, well, you're not, I mean, in other cities and yeah. places you go for, uh, there's stuff to do. Is is Qatar like that or you're, or you're struggling yeah. for, you know, for other uh, places to visit? Yeah, I, yeah, I wouldn't say the... Um, the extracurricular activities are plentiful badge. It's, um, you know, I'm about to head to the 321 uh, Qatar Sports Museum, which has uh, been obviously filled up with a lot of uh, FIFA and World Cup-related products. You know, uh, you know, obviously the likes of Diego Maradona's boots and 
Cristiano Ronaldo's jersey. So I'm going to go just do that to, to really just eat up an hour or two um, because it is a long time until we kick off. 10 o'clock tonight is the kickoff over here. Um, obviously, that's, um, I think, about 6 in the morning for, for you guys. So um, it, because the middle parts of the day are so hot, you, you're generally just trying to lay low and, and, um, and try and find, as we said, a, a bar or a hotel that is, is showing the games and, and sit back and relax because, yeah, through the day, you can uh, gas yourself pretty quickly if you go out and try and do too much. Of course, there's the you know, the inland sea, the desert. You can go and do a bit of um, dune bashing and um, you know ride the camels. And, and, of course, museums and Islamic art, it's all there if that sort of floats your boat. But, um, no, predominantly, mate, I'm just sticking to the football and, um, and trying to uh, rest up in between the many matches I'm attending. Now, they're never shy at spending money on everything. Like you said, with the stadiums, Benny, you just got off a train as well. What's the yeah. public transport like? Is it... Uh, is it pretty efficient? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. One big tick. One really big tick. Uh, absolutely. I'm just getting a thumbs up. I'm in an Argentinian uh, kit at the moment, so they must think, they might think I'm Lionel Messi. I'm about his size. So, um, um, yeah, thank you, mate. Uh, no, the public transport sacks is superb. It's, um, it's actually really efficient. Um, all colour-coded lines, so even the, um, the most simplest of men like myself can follow it pretty easy. Um, and, uh, yeah, you're right about the... I mean, the, 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 the gap in wealth here is is staggering obviously the, the 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 rich and the poor there's a massive chasm there so they um they do not spare expense they everything gold everything gold plated it may even be real gold for all i know um and yeah you can just tell from these stadiums and the infrastructure around that they haven't they haven't saved a penny but it's probably the the periphery stuff um and and that's probably what's left a few people a little surprised is that um the preparations for this were still continuing almost up until the the minute the first ball was kicked and, and a lot of roads are still in disrepair um, and, and the outskirts of the stadiums, it, it becomes pretty rough pretty quick. So, um, yeah, it's, 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 it's amazing to see where the money's gone and it's even more, as I said, amazing to think that, yeah, in about three weeks' time, they'll start pulling most of these stadiums down and oh. shipping parts off to, you know, other parts of the world. Crazy. As you travel in and around Qatar and go to game, what, what do you got to be careful not to do? Uh, yeah, good question, Badge. Obviously, uh, a lot of differences in the way that um, uh, the, the people over here operate on a day-to-day basis. Look, there's just the general, I guess, common sense and, and also, you know, culturally sensitive things. You know, for, for, for us blokes, you know, you're not going to be wearing singlets around, even though it's very much singlet and footy short weather. Um, you know, it's not really a, a, a given that you're going to um, be allowed in anywhere uh, dressed like that. So, you know, shirts and generally pants, so you can get away with shorts, but it's not too bad. For the girls, it's a bit more restrictive. Um, obviously, when they're in certain buildings, they have to have the, 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 the head coverings and the like. Um, obviously, there's no drinking in the street. Um, it's hard enough to get a beer anyway, but there's no drinking in the street. Uh, and you've got to look both ways when you're crossing the road here, mate, because they don't use blinkers. They're very much optional extra. So if you're crossing the road, uh, you do so at your own peril. I'll give you the tip. And there's been a few close shaves already. So look, beyond that, um, you know, common decency rules. You know, no, you don't sort of swear or carry on in public. You are a guest in someone else's country. You're always very much aware of that. Um, but yeah, beyond that, it's um, yeah, it's, it's obviously a little bit more. Um, straight-laced and probably what we're accustomed to back home. That's sure. Outstanding, Benny. Thanks for giving yeah, us an update. Uh, very interesting. And you'll be flying the flag for uh, the Sports Day team over there and all the Aussies. And I've got no doubt your Liverpool jersey yep. and your Collingwood jersey and your Collingwood shorts will get a will get a run while you're <laughs> over there. Yeah, I've left, I've, I have uh, brought the Liverpool kit, but um, 
I've left the Collingwood one at home, mate. It's um, you know, obviously pretty proud of what the boys did this year, but I'm not sure it quite resonates with the Qatari public, and I don't think anyone's mm. going to want to sit and chat to me about how robbed of winning a premiership this season. So, no, definitely repping Liverpool, uh, repping my uh, my beloved Wales, and, of course, the green and gold will go on tonight um, when we take on France. And, yeah, look, pe- people around are here pretty bullish that we could do something. Um, you know, I don't suggest we're going to win the game, but... Maybe we could pinch a draw and frustrate them. Um, we went pretty close in Russia in doing that, but uh, you know a bit of luck went against us. So they're a powerhouse. They're going to be mighty hard to beat. So, yeah, let's just uh, hope the guys can put in a really good shift and, and do us proud. Outstanding, Benny Jones. We'll, we'll check in with you again next week. Thanks have for taking time out. Have a few beers tonight, mate. Yeah. Checks in the mail. Just relax, mate. Just relax and have a few beers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, if you can get those through customs, boys, you're um, you're magicians. So um, I'll, I'll sit and wait at the uh, at the airport for those to come through. But no, always a pleasure. I love chatting to you guys. And yeah, if you want to touch base any time, mate, uh, you guys have got my number. So yeah, uh, be be great to chat through the cup. Great stuff there, Benny Jones. There live on the ground in Qatar. Let's get to a break. The eight seat Kia Carnival, a grand utility vehicle. Make sure you text us zero four five seven seven three six seven three six. Get us any time. Kia didn't just make an eight-seat family car, they made a grand utility vehicle. Kia Carnival GUV. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats. We'll be back soon. Kia didn't just make an eight-seat family car, they made a grand utility vehicle. Kia Carnival GUV. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats. Yeah, welcome back to the show. Second hour, great chat there with Benny Jones on the ground in Qatar. We'll catch up with him again next week after some of the results. And for a sports update, join Robson Civil Projects, jobs at robsoncivil.com.au and badge the third ODI and Australia 48 overs and third rain delay. So they basically called it on the Australian innings. They've sent the English in yep. and they're into the second over. Yeah, we made 355. Uh, on 40, yeah, 48 overs, 152 to head, 106 to Warner. Uh, Mitch Marsh chimed in with 30. And on the Duckworth-Lewis system, England are going to play face the same amount of overs, 48, but they've got to get more runs. What? They've got to get 364. How does that work? Oh, I don't know. Does, are they <laughs> saying because they know? I don't know. They're saying that if they would have batted the entire 50 overs based on the run rate. Well... I don't know exactly why, but anyway, they've got to get more than we did, which is a pretty tough target. 364 they need to to get uh, early overs. I think uh, Cummins is in the first or the, the second over, so no wickets down, none for seven, second over. Roosterman saying, why not take a one day to Newcastle or Canberra? Because yeah. the argument is that the, the crowds aren't well, haven't been there. Well, especially the on the end of the big, you know, the T20, and now yeah. they're a bit quiet at the moment. Good idea. So they, that would have been a great idea. We spoke about nicknames as well early on in the first segment, and Marty from Bathurst said, G'day, Badge and Sats. What about Phil Sigsworth's nickname? What's a packet up? Yes. One of the yeah, famous one of the ones, wasn't it? Mm. No doubt at all. Now, sports update uh, on top of the cricket as well. Um, the AFL Grand Final, officially a sellout just hours after tickets went on sale. and So it should be as well because I think um, taking it to the Springfield, which is the Brisbane Lions' new training high-performance facility. In the uh, 10, western suburbs. About 10,000? 10, yeah, 10,000. Uh, not a lot of seats, yep. but, yeah, 10,000 in. It's a, a sellout. Well, it'll be fair to say for the Sydney listeners and down in Canberra, thirteen twenty-three am as well, is that... It would be the equivalent to maybe if you're the Sydney CBD, Springfield would be about Parramatta. Yeah. 35 yep. minutes, 40 minutes On the minutes way west. from uh, Brisbane, if you're heading towards Ipswich. Yep. Out that way. 
Um, and yeah, really, it, it's a real uh, young family area, go ahead area. So I think it's a great idea, and they've nailed it. You don't want to have a you know ten thousand people in a forty thousand seat stadium. Yep, like the Gabba or ten dollar tickets, ten dollar tickets, and giveaways for kids. I think too, kids are ten free. So well done. So they get a sellout there now. Eddie Jones is probably one of the very highly credentialed. We know that. Uh, is wanted by not only rugby union, but also rugby league clubs are very interested in the services of Eddie Jones. He's on the brink of apparently agreeing to an, get this, an eight-year deal to coach the United States. Well, it's it's massive. Remember he actually coached, after he finished with the Wallabies, he coached Japan and had one really big, helped them. Had build. one of the big World Cup um, boilovers as well. Yes, yes. So the United States... Uh, want him to to uh, jump on board and help them, you know, step up a level or two, um, looking for some some big improvement, and then and he'd be a, a great mentor for that. So so is it is it likely that he's going to finish up with England, or he's definitely going to? Scott Robertson apparently is looks like he could take over. Scott Robertson is job. Um, New Zealand Crusaders. Right. Former Crusaders. I think he's had success there. Really good. He's a guy that does the break dancing, I think, after they win a, a Super yeah. Rugby tournament. But um, if it looks like he's going to leave, it, you know, for, for coaches like that, Badgets, they really are – they're hide guns, aren't they? Because they're great at what they do. And when they are so uh, so sought after, you know, money talks, doesn't it? Yeah, An eight-year deal does. would be worth an absolute fortune. And, and the U.S. Eagles haven't qualified for next year's no. uh, World Cup. I was talking – we were talking to Matty Rogers once, Badge, when you were away, Matty Rogers came on the show and we, he's had a lot to do with Eddie Jones and rates him very highly. And Eddie Jones, a little bit like Michael Chica, has, has grown up a lot on rugby league. Matty Rogers believes that Eddie Jones could make the transition to league really easily. From a coaching perspective. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Right on. Very well thought of. Hey, while you're talking about uh, the US, mm. apparently um, Matt Burton, uh, former Panther, yes. the Bulldogs gun, who's been on the way with the Kangaroos, he's re- his agent has revealed he was approached by NFL scouts to take part in the combine. Now, that's for for aspiring yes. players. Um, then if you, if you do impress, you then go into the draft. Yeah. Mm. And this is all about his massive kicking game yep. and the kicks, the, the stuff that he puts up. And it got me thinking, uh, he's knocked it back because he wants to stay with league for a while. Um, the best part about him, just sorry to cut you off, that when he puts his kicks down, which are very strategic in in NFL, probably more so than rugby league, it's it's more about what they call the hang time, the amount yeah. of seconds it spends in the air. So without getting too technical, another feather in his cap, that there's a lot of time that the running backs, the special teams who return the ball, um, if they break through, Oh, he's got him covered. Well, if you're able to tackle as well, oh, you are highly man. celebrated. Keys so the he's the man. So, yeah, sorry. Million-dollar bonus. Um, but who else? Who else had the, the great the kicking games that would have gone well? Because I'm just thinking back, you know, when I was playing, and Ricky Stewart, could, yeah. he, could, he could belt the ball. Latrell Mitchell's um, got a massive kick. Latrell has. Yeah. But remember Greg Brentnell, who had oh, an AFL background. Big left footer. Yeah, yeah. Great bulldog. One of their all-time greats and involved with the Melbourne Storm. Um, but he had a huge boot, I think, mm. bigger than anyone uh, in the game at the time. So I wonder who else would could could have done it. It's a big thing. I, there's a lot of AFL players that go and make the transition, don't they? Yep. Whether they've played or not quite made it or 
had a good career. Jack Whiten's got one of those big booming left left footers he as has, well. Yeah, yeah. As you said, you've got to be able to control it mm. extremely well. So yeah, zero four five seven seven three six seven three six. Any listeners want to tell us that? Your as England, England lose their first wicket. Milan. Uh, Milan, gone. They're one for 15. Yeah, one of their guns. He must have made two off uh, just four balls. So Hazelwood's come in and... So consistent, isn't he? So disciplined in everything that he does, Josh Hazelwood. Always hits the mark. Inside edge, he got. A little bit like Glenn McGrath, isn't he? Always hits the right mark. Um, What about Ricky Stewart? Yeah, I said that. Did you say that? Yeah. Well, he had had an arsenal of kicks, didn't he? Oh, yeah. Mm. The the big torpies. Yeah, he could... uh, Hand on a string. Now, before we get to the break, Jacko, I'm going to bring you in here because I know we spoke to Benny Jones just then, but we didn't speak about some of the results of the World Cup overnight. And before you do that, um, we got a text earlier on, and it was from Steve. He said, good to see Jack fall asleep with the soccer. He knows how I feel. Yeah, sorry, mate. I'm disappointed. Give us some updates. Well, yeah, we had a couple of games overnight. So Netherlands beat Senegal 2-0. Pretty decent performance. Obviously, uh, Senegal is the best uh, side out of Africa. Recently won uh, the AFCON, but they are missing Sadio Mane, their star player. Runner-up for the Ballon d'Or this year. Mm -hmm. Um, So Netherlands got the job done there. England defeated... Almost won the best player in the world, too. Who's that? Mane. (laughs) They listen to him. It's very good gear. Uh, England defeated Iran 6-2. Uh, fairly good performance out of them. Also, it's great to see uh, those players that kind of suffered a lot of abuse after the Euros for missing the yes. penalties all get on the scoreline, which is great to see. Uh, Iran, you know, got a penalty late on as well, so it uh, doesn't really reflect the score there. And Wales drew with the US well, one Benny all. Jones would have been happy as his Welsh blood. Yeah, I'm yeah. pretty sure he, he would have went to that. But yeah, um, the US went up early and they were playing really good football, but Wales clawed it back with a penalty for Gareth Bale. Uh, so yeah, one all on Is that he one. still playing Gareth Bale? Yeah. What yeah. a long-time superstar. Well, he was, he when he really exploded that way, he was the massive draw card. He was really young. He was only about 20, Nine. 21 before he went to Real Madrid and then he kind of stayed there for... A long, long, long time What's now. What's now, 30? Oh, I don't know. Not, not quite. I don't know. He'd be over 30, but only just. Uh, but mm. now he's over playing in the MLS, playing for Will Ferrell's football team. Does he own his own football team in America? He's a part owner, yeah. yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah. They've got a massive uh, falcon or an eagle or something yeah. that does a massive lap around the field before the game and lands, and he was the first one to throw it out. A but real yeah. one. A real one, yeah, yeah. Will right. Ferrell threw it out. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, they got in they got in a bit of trouble because uh, obviously they posted a photo with Gareth Bale and the Welsh flag when he scored the penalty, and a lot of the American fans did not like that at all. But yeah, wow, wow. there you go. Because they're angry that they was that the American club was celebrating someone scoring against America. Oh god! Oh, yeah, wow. what are you gonna um, do? He played at uh, Los Angeles FC. Yes, and he's thirty three. Oh wow! There you go, Gareth Bale. Yeah. Now, uh, we also spoke about team names earlier on. How do teams get their names? We spoke about the Roosters and uh, Tabulum Turtle Divers, the Kyogle Turkeys. Team names. This is from 127. The Gimpy Stingers. He said Michael Hutchins was also stingers. our Jim Morrison, 25th what's, anniversary for his passing. What, what stingers do they have in Gimpy? What would be stinging in Gimpy? I'm not quite sure. Like nettles on the ground. There's no water there. <laughs> They're not in the ocean. Uh, let's get to a break. 60 years of family culture. Join the Robson Civil Project. That's our sports update. And they are a team for the opportunity of a lifetime. And also Kia, great supporters of Sports Day. 
They didn't just make an eight-seat family car. They made a grand utility vehicle. Kia Carnival, GUV. Kia didn't just make an eight-seat family car. They made a grand utility vehicle. Kia Carnival, GUV. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats. We'll be back soon. Kia didn't just make an eight-seat family car. They made a grand utility vehicle. Kia Carnival GUV. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats. Welcome back to the show. We've got true or false. Now, have, you got, have we got a stinger for true or false or not? No. You're not going to – you didn't make not one so for you. <laughs> Come back. One year. That'll do. I like it. I like it. Uh, Badge, what do you got for us? Uh, Sats, true or false on the, uh, the World Cup yep. topic. Socceroos to make the round of 16. True. You think so? I think they will. I think they'll get a draw against France. I think they'll beat Tunisia. Right. And I reckon there's a chance we'll draw or beat Denmark. So so Tunisia... Denmark are a top 10 side. So t- Denmark or France have to miss out then France for will us go to through. go through. France will go so through. So France and us. Yep. Wow. I have faith in Arnie. Mm. Mm. Cool. Not sure. Do you look at our squad, Jack? Does it look like a... Uh, Final 16 side? No. Mm-hmm. Um, but you never know. With the style of play, like if Australia are really frustrating. How big physical, of a loss is Boyle? Martin Boyle, yeah, he's a very, very talented winger. He can do a lot with the ball up and down. So it is a loss. Um, but, yeah, look, I, we could have one of the best players in the world. I still don't think it matters unless cohesively we play with a strategy oh, that is going to get up there. Yeah. It's a good word. Thanks, Word mate. of the day. That. Word of the day. Okay, Badge. True or false? The man who last week threw eggs at Prince Charles was charged. That's true. True. His, convinc- his conviction was that he is never to be seen within 100 yards of Prince Charles moving forward. True. False. Well, what was why, why, I, I tricked you there. Oh. Uh, it's false because his conviction was he's never allowed to be seen in public with eggs ever unless he's got a receipt from the shopping centre. Oh, are you what? kidding? How weird. <laughs> That's a weird conviction, isn't it? hundred years ago, they would have thrown him in the clink and well, beheaded him. <laughs> okay. Tough. They're tough over there, aren't they? Yep. Uh, Sats, uh, Penrith, true or false, Penrith will, ho- will agree to host the World Club Challenge against St. Helens. There's a bit of... Uh, true. They're not, they weren't not real keen at the... Well, they're keen, but they're just holding out a bit for some money. $100,000 they? they want for no. it. I think uh, they've got every right to. Uh, I'm going to say true because, one... I think you want to be – if the challenge is there to be crowned the, the world's best team officially, we know Penrith are the best team in the world, um, but to officially be crowned – and I think this young group of players, I think any team that would win it would really crave to to play the, the UK champions. Mm. Who did you play Widness? Played Widness, got beaten. Yeah, oh, that's right. I'd, you just I went th- over straight after the grand final, though, didn't you? We did, yeah. We, yeah. we were a bit um, under the weather. Mm. And didn't uh, didn't put in our best performance, um, but I, I reckon if you if you ask the Penrith players, do you want to play Parramatta in a trial? In a trial, yep. or do you want to play the World Club Challenge? I know what they'd want to Absolutely. do. Absolutely. Uh, and I know the the hierarchy there have to push for the best deal and whatever. But honestly, they've got to play it, haven't they? Yep. While St Helens is over here, great yeah. opportunity. I, I'd love to have said we were World Club champions, the Raiders, but we weren't. Mm. Witness beat us, and we didn't. We never never played for it again. Well, Bradford beat. Beat the Panthers convincingly as well. Now, Kangaroos and Rabideau star Latrell Mitchell 
Looks like he's going to enter talks with South Sydney. Now he's back in Australia. He's only 25 years of age, and he's never alluded that he'd ever want to leave, and he loves South Sydney. He spoke about it, didn't he, Jack, um, publicly a couple of weeks ago about how much he loves Blake Solly, the CEO of South, and how he's a father figure. Yeah, massively. He spoke uh, – it was regarding the uh, RLPA kind of thing, and he yes. was saying that uh, he's so done so well representing the players. He loves them, everything he does for the club, everything he does for the players – and really, you got the sense that it means so much more to him being at that club than just. Well, he's you know, allowed the money. to negotiate now, isn't he, Badge? He's officially off at the end of 2023. And I think clubs haven't really approached his manager because they just know that he loves being at South. So, my question to you is true yeah. or false? Latrell Mitchell on the open market at 25 years of age, he should be the highest paid player in the game. On the open market? Yep. Oh, like he is now? Certainly right up there. Um, but I think, you know, I don't think he'll – he'll. Uh, I don't think he'll go on the open market. And I don't think South will need to pay him. Like, well, to be mm. the highest paid player, what, are you going to get 1.3 or something? Well, that'll be 1.3 officially. I think he'll be getting great money. It might be around 900 or a million a year. But, you know, happiness and, and being at the club and everything else that goes with it is is – much more important than that extra bit of money if you go to the wrong club. So, yeah, I, I can I can't see him leaving. I, yep. I'm, I'm saying false. He won't be the highest paid player in the comp because he won't need to be. But he could be the um, yeah the happiest and the best player for sure. Now we all, we talked about team names. We talked about nicknames earlier on. On the back of was it Jason Cummings? The was it the soccer player? Yes, the dog. The well, his nicknames. Can you say you can say because it's in the paper? Yeah, it is. It? Yes, Come so, dog. So worst nicknames we had packet of Sigsworth, we had a, we had seven heads, which is Graham Eady, the pig, Craig Gower. Um and we have one here, which is from Clacker. Mm. Clacker from Chindra. He says, What about Undies? Dale Stain. His nickname's Undies. Yes. <laughs> Undies Stain. So. I love that. Um yeah, well actually Paul Sirenan nicknamed um Dan Stain's that underpant on on the <laughs> Kiwi Tour in 1989, Stains, he came over with the Aussie side and he yeah, nicknamed oh, him Underpant, oh. <laughs> Underpant Stains. Loved it. Now, 127, in relation to team names, why? The Gimpy Stingers. Yes. Says, why Stingers? Google the Gimpy Bush. The Gimpy Gimpy Bush. Gimpy Gimpy Bush. Hope you never get stung by one. Right. There you go. Okay. There you go. Also, Matty Burton. NFL. It's a stinging tree. There you go. The, the stinging Great bush or the gimpy gimpy. Oh, brilliant. Hey, actually, we've got a few here about kickers. Remember I, I was yeah. just saying uh, who could have been a great who could have been uh, a great kicker in the NFL? Uh, Pat Richards? Yes. Or oh, couldn't he launch it? Mm. Um, Johnny Peard, Steve from Dubbo. First to really invent the bomb, didn't yep. he? That was, Hence his nickname. That was bomb, Michael bomber. from Dremoyne who threw up Paddy Richards. And Mark Harris. Bruce from Blacksmiths here. Mark Harris could really boot it. He actually went and had a crack, didn't he? he? Did. In, the, in the NFL, I think he was a, I think he was a running back. Or yeah, he was. You look at some of the footage of Mark Harris. He was athletically. When you looked at him first, he didn't look like the speed that you'd have for a man of his size. A little mm. bit like oh, we're watching that game now. Badgers. Wally Lewis makes his way onto the the final against Canberra, and you've been watching this game with great interest, but. How fit it's Mal distracting. Looked. Oh, Mal's just—he brain. I'm just sorry, score his second try. Set a couple up. He's—he's he's brained him. Mm. I reckon he should be an immortal. 
unofficially, Steve says, <laughs> he kicked one over the dead ball line. He kicked it too heavy. He said, well, how's he an immortal? <laughs> <laughs> Steve says, Sorry. unofficially, Latrell would be already around the 1.6 mark. Oh, look, he's, he'd be on really good money and he will get good money and he'll get some, some great endorsements. So he won't be getting that. I don't, mm. I don't think so. Hey, talking about Mel Sats yep. uh, on Patton Heels this morning, talking about the Kangaroo squad because he's just come home. Uh, and he went on four tours himself, and he knows the importance of uh, everyone getting on and gelling and working together. And uh, this is what he had to say about the team. Yeah, just from day day one, um, you could see there's um, now James Tedesco talked about connection, how we you know one family. Um, we talk about you know just regardless of what happens, we all stick together, you know, on the footy field and off it. And I thought. And uh, in my experience, honestly, mate, I, it was one of the happiest groups I've ever been associated with. You know, that's mm. in my playing days and obviously in my coaching days. So they all bonded really well and everyone's for each other. And that, that team environment, you know, was created by the players and, and all the staff. And the families end up coming over the last few weeks as well. So, I mean, it was, that, it was like um, yeah, one big family reunion yeah. there at one stage. And, you know, it was just, yeah, it was, yeah, it was really, I was really pleased with um, the outcome, obviously. Are you offended, Badge? He said it's one of the happiest teams from his coaching and playing not offended. days. You're not offended? He said one off. That means top ten. <laughs> hey, it's, a, it's a fair <laughs> rap, isn't it? Um, with all the success he had with that Queensland side for a number of years and that core group of players that were together. And I, I look across this Australian Kangaroos side and knowing some of them like I do that I've met through the game and our role in the media and you know a lot of them are Penrith players. I've been fortunate enough to meet a lot of those guys through my link with Penrith, I've got to say there's there's not not too many bad ones amongst them. There's some real quality human beings yeah, in that side. I absolutely. can see why they got on really well together. Absolutely. Well, Badge, was... we talk about you know some of the media outlets like to say that you know Mal's done a great job, which he has, and they say oh, you know they've been bashing each other senseless during Origin, and somehow he gets them to to all fall in line and and love one another as teammates. But I mean, there was no different when you were playing. When Origin was out of the way and you were playing international yeah. footy, oh, was look, it? look, Mal gets representative footy and he mm. played so much. And from a from a young age himself, and with some of the all time greats, and um, he, he gets what it takes. It's not just a matter of bringing them together and telling them a game plan. There's a lot more to it. In fact, it's probably more so about getting them to buy into, yeah, um, you know what they've been selected for, which is such an important thing. So uh, he he as as a representative coach, I don't think there's any better. He's yeah. shown that. Absolutely. Let's get to a break, Gan. We'll wrap the show up after the break. The eight-seat Kia Carnival, great supporters of Sports Day Kia, have been for a number of number of years, and they have also got the Kia Carnival, a grand utility vehicle. Back soon. Kia didn't just make an eight-seat family car. They made a grand utility vehicle. Kia Carnival GUV. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats. We'll be back soon. Kia didn't just make an eight-seat family car. They made a grand utility vehicle. Kia Carnival GUV. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats. Yeah, we're near the home straight, and we'll have a weather update for New Farm, Australian through and through. If you're listening in Coimbian on Canberra, 1323 AM, a 2LF for your Wednesday cloudy. Yeah, Wednesday's cloudy with a top of 19, slight chance of a shower and a low of 8 overnight. Uh, New Farm's products are formulated with the highest quality right here in Australia. New Farm, Australian through and through. Time for this. 
Oh, it's time for the last blast on Sports Day with Badge and Sats. Now, Badge, the Japanese supporters, and you were talking to Jack about this earlier on, about the Japanese supporters, why yeah. they're so parochial well, in yeah. soccer. They're known as being uh, the best fans. Jack, why? Well, essentially, uh, they've got the reputation at the last few kind of big sporting events for their fans cleaning up after themselves. So basically, massive supporter groups. I could teach my daughter. Well, there you go. <laughs> uh, but they bring a lot of plastic bags and uh, fill them with rubbish. Now they've been seen doing it at games they're not even playing at. So uh, at what? Qatar versus Ecuador, the opening uh, game, you did see a group of Japanese supporters fully decked out, but going around, picking up rubbish, cleaning up after the fans. Confirm nor deny the... Qatar officials were paying them to do it. I don't think so because no. they've got they've got history here. They've done it at a few do, events. Do the Japanese fans that don't clean up do they get booed? <laughs> like well, I, I reckon there's. Do they get ostracised by the other fans? Yeah, they got fans that won't go Maybe. anywhere because they're worried that they're gonna. Um, yeah, they're gonna be singled be, out, or they're gonna have to clean up yeah, after oh, everyone yeah. else. Mm. Yeah, but it's a it's a nice thing to be known for. World's best fans. World's best cleaner upper is good on them. Yeah, they, no, they it's got nice. that out of the uh, the All Blacks playbook. Sweeping the dressing room. room. Yeah. yeah. Now uh, to the football fans, even sporting fans that want to watch Australia tomorrow morning. What time, Jacko? We've got six o'clock. Six o'clock Sydney time. time. Yep. Yeah. So New South Wales and the others. Six o'clock, five a.m. for uh, for Queensland. That's when Australia takes on France. It's gonna yep. be great. Other games? Other games tonight at <laughs> 9 o'clock. Uh, you've got Argentina versus Saudi Arabia. That kicks off at 9 o'clock. That'd be one-sided, you yeah, reckon. But any chance to watch Messi at a World Cup, especially mm-hmm. this one, I should It'll be a messy, recommend it. messy game. Unbelievable stuff, Badge. Uh, midnight, <laughs> Denmark versus Tunisia. Those are the other two uh, so we teams want in our group. that to be a draw, don't we, or to be cl- uh, even an upset. Oh, yeah, draw, a draw would be good. I, I almost think it... Uh, Upset would be better mm, if Tunisia, Tunisia, but I don't see it happening. Uh, Mexico versus Poland at 3 a.m. Sydney time, 2 o'clock, uh, Queensland nice as well. Work. That'll be tough. Now, Paul Gullen, he has urged Sonny Bill Williams. He's fighting tomorrow night, of course, against Justin Hodges. Really good boxing card if you like your boxing. Yeah. Siwa Taukaaho is fighting Jamin Lowe, former NRL player, South yep. Sydney. And, yep. uh, he, he's urged Sonny Bill Williams to try and replace him as Australia's reigning pay-per-view star. Now, how much do you think Paul Gallen's made in the last – Three or four years. Lots. Tens? Ten $25 million. $25 million. From boxing. Wow. Good on him. That's gross. Yes. Got to be. Yep. Yeah. Okay, time for this. Okay. Jack. Come on, on Jack. Sports Day, it's time Jack. for the last laugh with Scott Sattler. I can't believe I just wandered in. I, he's coming right in. He's going to do a set after me. The stage is yours, Sats. I'll give you a dad joke. This is badge tonight, yeah. What? What do horses say when they fall? <laughs> sorry. sorry. What? Help, I've fallen. And I can't get you up. Oh. <laughs> That's, That's, good. That's really good. I love that. Oh, uh, thanks sorry. for Benny James for joining us on Sports Day over in Qatar. And we'll catch up with you again next week. Uh, Shane Watson as well. Join us with the uh, Woolworths pledge towards Mwollambar Cricket and Regional Cricket, Grassroots, and also you, the listeners. Thanks for joining in, being part of the show. This is Badge and Sats. Well, I won't be here tomorrow and I'll be badged and looks like it's going to be badged and Jack. Yeah. <laughs> Unless I'm sick. <laughs> See ya. Jack and Woogie. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Mackers, together and loving it. TNCs apply.